Hi, and welcome to The Insiders on Real Estate and Marketing. I'm Sandy Hibbard, and this is my co-host, Troy Olson. And we're going to be talking about real estate and marketing and how to build a thriving and prosperous real estate business. One of the things that I was saying earlier today in uh, my story that I posted on Instagram was I'm getting ready to do something that makes me uncomfortable. And uh, one of those things we have to do in building a business sometimes is jump into the uncomfortable zone, right? I want you to write this down. Our Instagram page where you can watch these podcasts is going to be uh, at Insiders Podcast, or you can visit theinsiderspodcast.com, which is our website. And on that website, you can sign up so that you're on our list and every time we have a new podcast, we'll let you know and you won't miss anything. Troy. Happy holidays. <laughs> Thank you, happy holidays to you. We're doing this, we're excited about uh, 2020. We really are. Uh, obviously the end of a decade and the start of a new one. There's yeah. uh, opportunities and challenges that we all face. Uh, I have it in my business, uh, you have it in your business, and, and that's why we're bringing, bringing our, uh, our viewers the insiders. Yeah, the insiders. So the whole idea of the name is to show an inside look at what's going on. You know, sometimes um, you've got a new business uh, you've got a new project that you're launching, you might not be real sure-footed about it. And so Troy and I are hoping to bring content to you that will help you navigate all that stuff and avoid the landmines that might blow you up in a project or in a business. It's uh, exciting to go into a new year. It's always scary, but always exciting to me because I always think it's like a blank canvas and you can put away everything in the last year, and in this case, in the last decade, and start fresh. Well, in real estate, nobody cares what you did last year. We always focus on what we're gonna do this year. Right. So I'm gonna be uh, talking, obviously, about real estate, uh, and Sandy's gonna be talking about you know, how to market your business uh, and stay in front of, uh, of your clientele. The market has changed so much in the last decade. I mean, it's a completely different landscape than what we've been used to. And uh, this is why I feel like that shows like this are important. Everybody's out there winging it on their own right now. If you've got the tools in, on hand and the, uh, the time and the imagination to put stuff together, you can build a business for free practically. So the, the things that are out there and the challenges to do all that is kind of crazy. I wanna introduce Troy Olson and uh, he is a friend of mine and a client. We've worked together since 2008, I'm I was going to say it's been 10, almost 12 years. Almost yeah. 12 years. Crazy. So, you know, I've, I've watched his business do twists and turns, and I've watched him do partnerships and projects that, that failed and wasn't so great, and I've watched him do things that, you know, were the deal, that, that won him... Uh, money and prestige in the industry. So Troy, uh, so that everybody can kind of get to know you a little bit, I have some questions I want to ask you. Number one is who is Troy Olson? A uh, simple farm boy from Wisconsin. <laughs> um, grew up in a town of 
400 people. There were 13 kids in my class uh, until my eighth grade year. Um, graduated with, with 47 kids and uh, went off to... Uh, 47? 47 in my oh graduating my class. And that was two towns combined after a consolidation. So wow. um, we would all, my entire graduating class would fit on a school bus very easily, very comfortably. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I was 22 years old before I got on a commercial airplane. So I went from a, a town of 400 people to a college town of, you know, 50,000 to Minneapolis, uh, to Phoenix, and then to DFW. So mm -hmm. I kind of took gradual steps as far as, you know, the number of people, you know, surrounding me. Mm -hmm. But uh, Oh, you gosh, know, and now here you are in Dallas, what, yeah. 12 million people here now so or something? So they, they project, <laughs> they project uh, 10 million by uh, 2030 here in DFW, and we're about six and a half now. So I think wow. that... Uh, we're in a great industry to uh, capitalize on the growth that uh, is coming into our market. Yeah. Well, when did you start thinking about real estate? I mean, you come from the cows yeah, so, and I milking. Mean, gr and growing up on a farm, um, <laughs> you know, in a small town, I started thinking about real estate when we would buy or rent another farm for the cropland to feed our cattle. Mm -hmm. And it was a, you know, it was an acquisition or, you know, so I started thinking about farm and ranch. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like the residential side of the business, um, I have a relative uh, in Minneapolis that every, you know, every two years, you know, she would buy, you know, another house or a new house. And I never understood that when I was, you know, younger in high school, but the whole, you know, leverage and capitalize on the equity and roll that and just keep going, you know, bigger. And um, when I got to Arizona in um, 98, um, I was in the telecommunication industry. Mm -hmm. But when it came time to actually buy my first house, that's when I got real serious about residential real estate and decided to just go get a license so and represent myself. So yeah. how old were you when you got that first license? Um, 25, 20, 26. Yeah. 26. And you were where again? Uh, I, was, I, lived, I was living in Scottsdale. Yeah. And uh, so I got my real estate license in January of 2004 uh, in Phoenix, uh, which ironically wasn't necessarily the great time because things had kind of started to pull back right. in uh, in Arizona in 04 and 05 mm -hmm. so wow what a change it was I mean, what I mean, a shift it was uh like I said I was 22 years old didn't know anybody yeah. had never been on an airplane I walk out of Sky Harbor Airport and it's raining you know sideways I didn't know what a monsoon was <laughs> uh you know stop no but get... you knew what blizzards were. I knew what blizzards were <laughs> but uh in fact I'll be going into one of those uh, in about 10 days so right. but uh, it was culture shock you know yeah. for sure it was you know super hot and you know it was one of those things where I was bound to determine that you know I was going to figure it out and I was going to make it work right so why residential real estate <sighs> I guess when it come time to do my first deal which was my own deal thinking mm -hmm. Oh, this is easy. Well, it's not easy. And right. then that deal turned into a deal for a neighbor and then another contact and another contact. Mm -hmm. So you slowly start to, you know, build your sphere and, you know, what you're taught by real estate coaches and, and um, you know, education is everybody in your phone is a potential, you know, referral or an opportunity for mm -hmm. you. You got to talk shop, you know, everywhere you go, you know, everybody knows a realtor. It's just how are you going to stand out from, uh, you know, from the next one? Well, absolutely. Was it one of those tours of duty that you did that brought you to Dallas or one of those referrals that brought you to Dallas? So I was working in the telecommunication industry starting in 98 mm -hmm. and then um, moved, uh, moved to Phoenix in 04 and uh, did the whole corporate America thing for a little while. And then I got recruited to a different company where I was more of a regional rep and Texas was part of my territory. Mm -hmm. And I had come over here uh, for a weekend and my buddies took me to the Byron Nelson 
and I was I was uh, oh, I was struck. I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is uh, this is a great environment. This is a lot of fun. It's a great sports town. Huge country music fan. Uh, I love steak and potatoes. So uh, DFW had everything that I wanted. I could be downtown Dallas and you know, at a Mavs game in 30 minutes, or yeah. I can be out in the country, kind of how I grew up in 30 minutes. Two great major airports here, and the you know. The business was booming here, so it was a pretty easy decision to move here in the fall of 05. I remember when I first met you, uh, when we were working together, mm -hmm. and when I found out that you came from Wisconsin and Milk Farm. Yeah. And it, I, I was so surprised because you seemed so fitted for the city and for Dallas. Do you ever miss the country? Absolutely. Um, you know, those are my then roots. Then you just bought a ranch, I, I did. I bought a ranch yeah. uh, in June out uh, south of Bonham, and uh, I'm going to be out there this Sunday with uh, one of my buddies. I call him my ranch hand, but he's actually a whole lot more than that. So <laughs> he helps me a lot, do a lot of the work. We did all mm -hmm. our own hay, and uh, we're going to be working on tractors this weekend and building the shop, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting out all of right. the concrete jungle, get out of this, and, uh, you know, just get out in the country. So you don't get too far away from your roots, Not at I all. guess. Yeah. Not at all. So... You know, your experience in all of that, you're bringing to the table here on the insiders. So your experience as a new agent in a new city, um, getting to know a city, uh, farm and ranch, that some of the commercial deals you've done. So I think this is great for people to realize that, you know, you've got a lot of experience in the field to bring to the table well and i think i've always had an interest in farm and ranch um you know the the, the keller Williams brokerage firm that i'm with they've got a big farm and ranch division but that's not your so like main thing it's right? not residential real estate is right. still you know 99.9 percent .9 of my business but the opportunity you know mm -hmm. again to you know I've, and i've represented a few clients that have bought you know mini ranches or hobby mm -hmm. ranches not just the the two that i've bought and sold personally but yes residential is 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 my my main forte every day okay cool so so how can everybody get a hold of you what's the best way for people to reach out to you if they want to get more yeah so, hands-on with you uh, cell phone 972-804-8803 uh, troyolsonteam.com is, is my website so I uh, would love to hear from you and, and answer any questions that you have cool so cool so, so what do you want to ask about? Yeah, tell me, uh, <laughs> tell me about your marketing agency. You know, where, oh. where, where did you come from? When did you start, um, you know, being in the industry? And then when did, when did you decide to go out uh, on your own? Right. Well, Sandy Hibbard Creative is my marketing agency. I started it as Lyric Marketing back in 2000. So I had a long history in corporate communications, advertising, um, and decided I was really unhappy in that structure and wanted to do something on my own. So I had an opportunity to buy Lyric Marketing, and I did. And I always tell the story, the cool thing is that when I bought the company, the client list were all DFW Realtors and the big hitters. A few mortgage companies, a few title companies. So immediately I was baptized into real estate marketing. Um, so we ran that, I've been doing that uh, back in the day from you know postcards and billboards and print ads and neighborhood magazines. That was the focus of our marketing that I did for my clients. And then Facebook was born and the whole uh, landscape of marketing and even business changed. So we hopped on that train and were you know uh, the first adopters if you will 
of all the social media and now that's pretty much the bread and butter of my business that we do but real estate's always been a part of uh, what I do I've, I've often said that realtors are the best marketers in the world you guys are out there doing it every day and people in other industries should really take note of how realtors are marketing so it's fun so from knowing you 10 12 years i know a couple passions of yours are traveling and and music mm -hmm. so how do you juggle your your business when you are on the road and um, talk about uh, how you got into music and, and your involvement with that oh wow well travel is my passion and uh, funny story about that is I went to Paris in 2011 took my laptop and thought I'll go I think it was like a 10-day trip with my sister and uh, I'll take my laptop just in case you know I was working I think uh, in an inside agency situation at that time with Sandy Hibber creative and uh, so I took my laptop to answer emails and things. And while I was there, I realized, oh my God, if I have internet, I can work from Paris. So I came back home and I restructured my business and went virtual. Uh, my team went virtual with me. Um, we started working wherever. And I kind of made the, 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 the proclamation that by October, I would be working 100% remotely and I was going to go to New York and work from New York because that was a dream I'd always had. So I did. And, you know, juggling that is is challenging because, you know, it's squirrel <laughs> all the time. You're in Paris, you're trying to work and do your posts for social media, at, you know, uh, seven o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden you want to get outside and get out in the vibe of the city or wherever you are. The cool thing is, is that you can do it, but you also have to be, you know, really diligent. Oh, sorry. Really diligent with your time management and that that's how I do it you know so as long as you have internet and a laptop and all your files are secure then you can rock and roll um, music wise I've been a singer my whole life I was raised in the church I'm a PK yes one of those wild ones and uh, grew up singing gospel music and it just kind of segued into R&B and jazz and and that's my love now my daughter uh, is singer songwriter Sarah Sarah actually is her uh, name that she uses on stage um, so we bring it all into the family cool. kind of works how would our viewers uh, get in touch with you um, get in touch with me at sandyhibbardcreative.com I think he's gonna flash that up on the screen for you um, if you want to text me it's 214-208-3987 um, and it's important to note about Sandy Hibbard Creative that we help you plan create and execute your marketing. So if you don't have a marketing plan, I'm your girl. If you have it, but you need someone to execute it, I'm your girl. So, yeah. So let's move into, you know, the challenges of, of building and marketing a business. You know, what are some of the opportunities you've been able to capitalize on? Obviously, you said you started with a, a book of business of, of realtors, yeah, but yeah. what are some of the other opportunities that that has led into? Oh, man. You know, looking over the last 10 years, and uh, that's what we're going to do. Let, let's, let's look at the last 10 years. And opportunities was buying Lyric Marketing. That, that was huge for me. Um, opportunities leveraging who you know so I've had great clients that opened doors for me 
I've had uh, businesses that heard of me that opened doors for me. So I think being able to leverage those opportunities that are around you and take note of those opportunities that are around you is has been really key for me. They're there for the picking. Sure. You just have to be alert and aware and not afraid to jump on them, right? Because there have been tons of opportunities what in the last you, 10 years. What would you say the the biggest success factor uh, for you has been the last 10 years? Oh, probably um, social media. Okay. Yeah. Getting in early, adopting. Getting in early and adopting it. Uh, there, you know, back in the day, I was going in and teaching people. Now, there, there's a younger generation that's coming up behind me and they've completely taken that spot. But back in 2006, I was the one that was out there talking about Twitter, talking about Facebook, you know, and creating videos on that was really not something that anyone else was doing so that created a really great opportunity for me what about you though in real estate as far as opportunities go what did you see in the last 10 years i would say you know the large corporations that have you know moved to our area being Huge. able to to capitalize on that obviously we've seen a, a record low run of, of interest rates mm -hmm. so you know the buyers have have been there uh, the appreciation uh, you know levels of homes I think at one point you know DFW was you know, 56% over a seven-year run. Um, you know, that's obviously huge. Um, so, I mean, those are those are a few things that you know stand out to me. Yeah, cool. You know, I think of challenges in the last 10 years, and mm -hmm. the and the the thing that comes to my mind first as a marketing professional is money. Yeah, because how, how do you know where to spend it? And if you're not tracking everything. You don't know what's working and, and what's not working. Right. Um, you know, we were talking the other day with uh, with a coworker about bandit signs. If we're going to be looking for, you know, real estate flip and wholesale opportunities, mm -hmm. and it's like if you're going to compare, you know, two cities, mm -hmm. you know professional signs or handwritten signs, you know, we're going to drop the number of signs in one city compared to the next city at the same time. Mm -hmm. You've got to get very strategic and you've got to track it down to, you know, that that detail of a level so you know what you're spending. What you're spending, where Absolutely. you're spending it, and, and where those opportunities are coming back in return. Yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, 10 years ago, or the last 10 years, money was a factor in marketing because it was so expensive. You know, marketing agencies like mine, we controlled it. 10 years ago, you know, we controlled what kind of marketing was done. And today, you control it. Your marketing is in your hands and under your control. So the, the, the playing field has been totally leveled and allowing, allowing anyone who has an imagination in the chutzpah to come in and create a marketing plan and execute it because the opportunities are there that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg. And that's one of the things that I want to touch on. You know, don't, don't fight technology. Embrace it. You have to embrace it like yeah, you said and be comfortable years ago, with five it. years ago would we would we be in here doing this mm -mm. Um, well it would have cost us tens of thousands sure. of dollars to do this 10 years ago in the last decade so again I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself but it really is uh, something to emphasize that the playing field is level for realtors right now for you to build a thriving business having all the tools at your disposal is incredible the challenges that we had in the last 10 years are different in moving forward to 2020, I think. Well, you know? when the market has been so strong, there's a lot more real estate agents in DFW than there oh, were yeah. you know, 10 years ago or, or five years mm -hmm. ago. So, I, okay, the next 
10 years. Yep. I'm going to say the biggest challenge that we're all going to face is sifting through the noise. Yeah. Getting your content out there and being heard. That, even right now, that's the biggest challenge we all have. Well, and at the end of the day, it's still going to come down to relationship building. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're in the studio because of a relationship, you know, that we have here. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if you can stay in front of your audience, you know, consistently and be creative, those people are still going to refer you business and, and help you continue to grow. You know, I think that you don't have to embrace um, every single piece of technology you know there are so there are many things out there like you were saying you have to choose I think carefully according to uh, you know what you're capable of executing you need to select what works for you you know social media is a no-brainer where do you go on social media the answer is where are your people you know where are the people you're wanting to yeah, reach your followers yeah and how does a realtor do that I mean how is a realtor going to cut through the other 50,000 realtors that are in Texas to make a stab at it? Well, and I think it's, like you said, it depends on where your audience is. You know, is mm -hmm. your audience, you know, sellers in the subdivision that you live in and you're, you're farming? Mm -hmm. um, you know, or is, you know, are you going after the millennial buyer that is, mm -hmm. is online and mm -hmm. on apps? And then that's where you've got to be in front of them right. uh, with that method. So another thing I was thinking about is the loss of old school methods. So in the last 10 years, we've really seen a shift from a lot of the old school methods, mm -hmm. especially in real estate, to new technology tools. How do you feel that comes into play yes. for moving forward in, in the next 10 years? So let's say you want to acknowledge a past client's birthday. You know, you used to, you know, buy a box of birthday cards and on their birth, make sure it was arriving on or around their birthday. Now you get to tell them happy birthday, you know, on, on Facebook or uh, using some technology mm -hmm. like bomb bomb videos, mm -hmm. you know, record a video, happy mm -hmm. birthday, Sandy, and send it mm -hmm. out to you. Mm -hmm. You know, the open rate on video is, is higher than leaving a voicemail. Mm -hmm. uh, it's higher than sending an email. So mm -hmm. uh, there's an example of, of adapting to the technology, but um, there are old school strategies that still work. We still host open houses. Right. Um, you know, we still. I think that's huge. I think open houses are one of the key things that realtors overlook sometimes. Well, if, if you don't do them, you have no opportunity. So you're either in the game or you're not in the game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, handwritten notes, holiday cards, they're actually, you know, they're, they're going out as we speak you know, you. today, tomorrow. Yeah. And they're, they are handwritten. So yeah. um, those are things that I believe that we will always, you know, continue to do. Mm -hmm. You know, when I talk uh, in my marketing classes, I'll remind people the power of direct mail and, and you think ah you know getting a piece of mail going and printing a postcard is old school it is old school but it still is one of maybe it's the only form of delivery in marketing that we can say a hundred percent it's going to be delivered it's going to be seen right. you know email social media is going to depending it depends on your uh, ability to get an email through the ISP servers and um, I think that getting that postcard in the mail if it's quality content means a lot to somebody getting a handwritten letter means a lot to somebody so don't throw those tactics out the window in the next 10 years and I think that the last 10 years one of the effects that we saw on technology was people moving away from those things but I think coming into the next 10 years we're going to see people move back towards some traditional types of marketing relationship building we touched on that a yep. minute but 
I think relationship building is huge in moving forward in real estate. The, the thing that, you know, if, if I'm gonna buy a house, if I'm gonna sell a house, I'm gonna connect with you in order to use you. Yeah, if yeah. I don't connect with you, if I don't know you, if I don't ever see you eyeball to eyeball, I'm probably not ever gonna use your services. So relationship building for realtors, how do you think the mainstream is moving in that direction? Well, and I think rightfully so, a homeowner is gonna be more you know, emotionally attached to the home that they're selling than one that they are oh, yeah. trying to buy. Whether it's they got married in that house, they had kids in that house, their kids got confirmed or, or graduated in, in that house. So they're going to be more emotionally attached to the home as a seller. That's where your testimonials and a, and a reference of, you know, hey, I sold so-and-so's house. The best reference on me is not necessarily what you read online is go ask somebody that you know and trust about my ability and how I communicate mm -hmm. and how I work with mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's been, that's been very successful for me. Yeah, and in marketing, look at your social media as not to sell a listing or to sell something. I think the 80-20 rule still applies in that it's 80% entertainment, 20% business. So keep that in mind, people don't want to be sold on social right. media posting relevance and yeah but 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 posting what you're doing you know posting relationships that you're encountering and activities that you're doing I think is really important because and I mean I could tell you story after story after story about relationships that I built on Instagram with people all over the world just because we're sharing great pictures so use those social media outlets to not just sell, but to build relationships, interact with the people that are on there. And I, I think that's probably the key thing of the future moving forward. There's so much more, oh my gosh, so much more we can talk about and we will. So thank you so much for joining us. That kind of wraps it up for today. Again, our Instagram is Insiders Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Troy and I are looking forward to future episodes and hanging out together in this studio and sharing our expertise. Troy, thank you for carrying this show today. You're beautiful. It's your content that I'll carry it. So <laughs> thank you all for watching. Have a safe uh, holiday, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next month. Happy holidays, everybody. Ciao.